and the stage, stage on the mic, and, and we're putting, putting it on wax. It's the family album with John and Rebecca. <laughs> oh my god, they get better each week. Yeah, I'm trying to keep this up. <laughs> You're going to run out of something soon. We're going to have something that I can do, trust me, guaranteed. Anyway, each week we give each other an album to listen to and then we discuss it. But I think before we should start, we didn't get to this last week because it happened after we recorded but I think we should spend a few moments at the start of this to um, give our uh, to pay tribute to uh, Gene Wilder who passed away recently Oh, another actor lost to the horrible year that yeah. is 2016 yeah did you read his uh, the uh, did you read the statement that his I think it was his nephew put out no because when a celebrity dies yeah. I, I try to stay away from it cuz it hurts me. Yeah. Is the... he he said that uh, the reason his the reason Gene decided to uh, keep it a secret was not just for pure privacy's sake but also because he didn't want basically he said that he didn't want people who came up to him in the street to look at kids. He didn't want kids who saw him in the street to think of him anything less as Willy Wonka. He did, he would the exact phrasing, I believe, was he couldn't bear to imagine less smiles in the world. Yeah, he will always be Willy Wonka. And, yeah. and the meme that came from him being Willy Wonka. Yeah. And he was also uh, Jim in Blazing Saddles, Dr. Frankenstein in Young Frankenstein. I haven't seen those, but I'm so tempted to you watch should. them now. You sh- he was in so... See No Evil, Hear No Evil with Richard Pryor, I think it was. I think of her. Yeah, it was bit... Richard. I love uh, He his... played a... Uh, he played a deaf man, whereas Richard Pryor played a blind man. Yeah, I looked through his... And they his, got into um... it. He's incredibly prolific. He shied away from public life to be with his family. Yeah. Okay, I can understand that. He was such a beautiful comedic talent. Yeah, I looked through his, his IMDB thing and, oh my God, he's been in so much. Hmm. But it's typically not the stuff I've watched other than Willy Wonka because... Mm. Who do, who hasn't seen Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory? Yeah, mm. and yeah, it's a shame that we've lost another person. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we get started? What about the new? Have you heard the new song that's been released? Well, re-released. Which one? Um, where is the love? Was re-released. I haven't heard that yet. <gasps> I listened to it last night because I saw a tweet about it and it's not as good as the original, but oh my god, is it good. Mm. It's so weird to see them after all the years. It's really good. Yeah. It, the lyrics have changed. Obviously, oh, to fit in with the, well, the world happenings and stuff, but it's still so good. It hits on so many topics, but it's still got the same message and it's great and oh, mm. I love it so much. It's one of my. F- it's one of my favorite songs. If I'm going to say the mm. original, I mean, who doesn't love that song? In yeah. my eyes, I. It's very strange in the uh, Black Eyed Peas catalog because a lot of their other songs are very much not like that. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I don't dislike the rest of their catalog, but like, it's a really strange standout song. It's just like, I mean, people you've heard it. Everybody, pretty much yeah. everybody's heard I mean, it. Yeah, who hasn't but, like, heard it? You compare it to something like... Uh, My Humps? Yeah, or Let's Get It Started, or something yeah. like that. It's like, really it's really out there and different. It's yeah. really good. It works as well. I mean, if I, I feel like if their music was like that, like that sound, I would have listened to Black Eyed Peas a lot more than mm. I did. 
Like, I've listened to a few of their songs, but when I think of Black Eyed Peas, I think of um, Where's the Love, and I I can't think of the other song. I, I know it. I can't think of what it is. Uh, I got a feeling. That's it. Yeah. I mean, when you think of Black Eyed Peas, you think of those two songs, in my opinion. That was, like, the last thing that they put out, wasn't it? Well, one of the last things they put out yeah, after they broke up properly. But... No, I, I haven't been to listen to it. I haven't really managed to get around to it. No, I'd heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I do enjoy that song. Mm. That is that is just... Mm. I love it. I, I, I just love that they yes. re-released it. I just... It makes me happy if you hadn't guessed. Mm, <laughs> no, one, I can tell, I can it's tell. It's one of my favourite songs, and it's been re-released and changed, but it... It has the same feel to it, even though the tempo's different, in a sense, with the lyrics. It's not as fast-paced as it was. Which you would think would spoil the song, in a sense, because it was the tempo that kept it going. But no, it's the slower pace. It's just, it's great, and I love it. I figured it was going to be slower-paced. I I just saw the uh, thumbnail for the YouTube video, and I thought, yeah, this is going to be stripped down and slower-paced, isn't it? I think the views, the original, like, it's, I think it's the same beat, it's just the lyrics, are, it's not, it's not pure rap, as like, not, well, not pure rap, the first one wasn't really yeah. pure rap, but it wasn't as fast as it was, it slowed down, and it's, I think it was slowed down so the lyrics were easier to hear, and so the mm. message was sent across as it, as a, such a strong message as it is, especially in the world, and, oh. I'm so happy. I have a feeling I'm going to listen to that a lot more than I already have. Mm. Oh, it just it just brings yeah. back 2000 When was that released? 2003? 4? I think. Mm. Yeah, about 2003-2004. It was released around then. Yeah. But it was back when yeah. you only really saw music videos on MTV. Even then, that was very... Because, like, you say that, but, like, even at that point, music videos were really rare on MTV. Yeah. Because, like, that was post-Adult uh, Swim, post-Robot Chicken, post-all that kind of thing, like Beavis and Butthead, Daria, which were really good shows. <laughs> but it was kind of like the start of MTV stepping out of just being music videos. Yeah, I kind of... And then, like... Don't like the early that they 2000s. went away from music. Like, That's the thing, like... Have you watched Daria? No, I haven't you'd really, really watched... You'd really like Daria. Would it's I? It's so good. <laughs> right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the uh, summation from the Wikipedia article. <laughs> right? Because I guarantee you'd really like it. Right. The series focuses on Daria Mordengoffer, a smart, acerbic, and somewhat misanthropic teenage girl who observes the world world around her. The show is set in the fictional suburban American town of Lawnsdale and is a satire of high school life and full of illusions and criticisms of popular culture and social classes. Oh, okay, I think I know what I'll be binge watching. It's a spin-off from uh, Beavis and Butthead, which I assume you've heard of. I've heard of Beavis and Butthead, I don't think I ever watched the, it. Yeah, the uh, presiding memory of Beavis and Butthead is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, everyone's heard that. <laughs> it's one of the few impressions I can do relatively well. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be able to do Stitch, but that's gone now, I think. Right, to uh, kick us off, the album I made record listen to this week was uh, Licensed to Will by the Beastie Boys. Oh. 
And what did you think of it? Because I'm really curious about this. I don't know what I thought of it. <laughs> because I, mm. the instrumental bit is good, but I don't know the voice. Their voices for me is a bit grainy. And I, for me, it was hard to listen to. I listened to it about three times still, but mm. it's still hard to listen to. And uh, The Beastie Boys were like one of the quite disingenuous one of the first like to say but one of the first big groups that relied set heavily on sampling mm, but so I, like the i do have something to say about the album you what? know how you were reminded the of, of the album because you misheard a lyric from the last album i gave you from five sauce yeah yes the first song of rhyming and stealing reminded me the drum beat reminded me of one of her other songs <laughs> I kind of heard See, the drum beat and went, that's doo-doo-doo. That's, that's very interesting mm. because that drum beat is a sample from Led Zeppelin's When the Levy Breaks. Like, well, that's just taken from that. That's so great. So that's, that's an interesting thing. I just I just love how we were brought, we, we've been brought back to Five Sauce with that and mm. I find that really great, especially since it was co- came from you mishearing a lyric. Hmm. I was meaning to get around to this album at some point. I just figured it was a good transition. Because yeah. my abiding thought of this album is it's, it's really, like, acerbically ridiculous in everything that it is. Because it is, uh, to me, a million different things. Because the Beastie Boys were initially a very hardcore punk group. Right. Which you can hear. Yeah, you, I think you but can, they, yeah. A, a big chunk of this album is... Just pure classic satire, almost. Like, um, Fight for Your Rights. Who hasn't heard is... that song? Yeah. That <laughs> song is a piss take of punk groups, basically. Piss yeah. take of white kids saying, oh, life is horrible for us. Like, mm. oh, we've got long hair, life is so terrible. And it's basically a case of them just taking that to its natural extreme. Yeah. And here's something that I want to bring up. Like, uh, the song Girls... Right. You remember how that goes, don't you? Ooh. Again, this album was harder for me to listen to, so apparently it's flown over my head. But I know this... I, mm, I'm trying to think of it. It's just bad. This is bad, especially since this whole thing is based off the music. Um, mm. <laughs> I think I can remember how it goes. I think that's not convincing at all, but go no. with it. <laughs> It starts, girls, all I really want is girls, and in the morning it's girls, because in the evening it's girls. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, 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 I've got yeah. it now, yeah. Again, that's pure classic straight straight satire. Mm. Uh, what's really fascinating about this is uh, Ad-Rock, one of the three members of the Beastie Boys, he ended up marrying Kathleen Hanna. Kathleen Hanna was the lead singer of Bikini Kill. Right. Just... Have you heard of Have you heard of uh, the genre of Riot Girl? I think yeah. It's very very popular in the nineties in northern USA, particularly very heavily popular in Seattle. It sort of grew parallel to uh, grunge, and it was basically very strong feminist punk music. And the lead singer of the uh, band at the forefront of that mu- movement ended up marrying a member of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I just find that quite fascinating. It is quite. I can. I, I. I personally love this album. And it's just. Because it's fun. 
Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous rough and yeah. ready and made in a shed fun. Yeah, I have to admit, I like, do love how how raw it is. Like, mm. you can tell there wasn't really any finishing done on it, which I love. I love pe- bands and people who are true to how they truly sound. But again, I guess with my sheltered ears, in a sense, <laughs> I find it hard to listen to. It was too coarse, would you say? Yeah, it was just a bit too... It was just a bit over the edge. I mean... Just a little, like, I could listen to it. It's just part of me wasn't listening to it. Yeah. I, it's a good thing I didn't get you to listen to Paul's Boutique by the, by the Beastie Boys because that's even more oh, it's... out there. Because, because Paul's Boutique is essentially pure samples except for their voices. Yeah. You know, so the like, bad one thing of... is, I, when you said Paul's Boutique, I just thought of that sh- <sighs> stupid brand. Yeah, that's where they got the name of it, the brand from. Yeah. Oh. And the Beastie Boys what? got the name. Yeah, the Beastie Boys oh. got the name of got the name of the album from a uh, small shop on the cor- corner of a street in Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh, you... Yeah. It's it's, it's it's a brand. I can't stand that brand either. But no. I I've a I've a personal passionate hatred against quilted jackets. Yeah, I don't mind quilted jackets. I just hate how it seems like every girl. Where's them? Like you go if you went to school in my year, everyone had them, but like my group, and even then, yeah, a few I of couldn't... them started to buy them, and it's like no, I can't stand the look of them. I just thought they looked un- ugly. When I saw them, I thought, I when I see them, I think of patchwork blankets. Mm, yeah, they're squares. I don't mind. I, That's quilted jackets. Yeah, I I like. I guess my fondness of patchwork blankets is. Apparently goes into clothes, but that jacket, I just, I just hate how common and how it just reminds me of every girl I hated at school. Yeah. That's 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 my opinion of it. So. Yeah. We've got another tangent again. You got all of tangents. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got into the Beastie Boys unfortunately after uh, MCA died. Mm. Like, because he uh, passed away in 2012, I believe. Oh God. Yeah, so he and like they were making rec- they were still making music up until 2011, and it's still really good. The last album's still really good fun. Mhm. Because like it's the same sound, it's the same acerbic, rough and bold and just fun sound. Yeah. And like, there is there is a lot to dissect with the Beastie Boys because, like, it's obvious like. Did you? How much did you look into the Beastie Boys before or after listening to it? I don't. I don't know. I didn't really look into them again. I yeah. guess it was because I wasn't that interested okay. in music. But I've. Uh... Would it surprise you to, to know that the Beastie Boys were all white? Yes. As weird as that sounds, it does. They're all white and Jewish and from Brooklyn. I was not expecting and the Jewish. Yeah. Bit. Here's the best <laughs> part, right? The Beastie Boys were signed to Def Jam Records. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're the ones that do every single rap group and rapper ever. And back <laughs> in the back in the 80s when this album was launched, like it was rap music was dominated by black artists. Yeah. Naturally because it's that's where it came from. I mean, I and can like, only think of one of the white art the rapper and that's Eminem. Mm. So rare it's cuz it's very very hard to be you have to prove yourself. Like they yeah. got signed to Def Jam, which is the rap record label. Like yeah. that's how 
bloody good they were considered to be. And what else is interesting is that this was the first... Remember, this came out in 86. Rap had been right. around for over a decade at this point. Mm. It came, it was the first rap album to re, to top the Billboard album chart in America. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, I I, think, and uh, the reason I think is... Part of that might have been because they, they were, were white. They were white, yeah. Why are they doing this music? They've got to be either really good yeah. or rich would have been the things that popped. So they had to listen to it to see why they were allowed to that label. In terms of, like, references and stuff, it does... It has aged quite badly. Like, um, the song No Sleep Till Brooklyn is a uh, spoof and a piss take of Motorhead's No Sleep Till Hammersmith. Right. Because, like, again, they took the piss out of absolutely everyone. Like, metal, hard rock, you know, like, white people moaning about life. Yeah. Because, like, these are kids that grew up in Brooklyn, in New York. They know what what actual awful life looks like because they've seen black neighborhoods become ridiculously demonized yeah they've seen what happens like that reminds me of um of course i go into tv but that reminds me of the new song the new show the get down on netflix i've still i need to watch that it's so good Mm. i've watched like three episodes maybe it is Mm. good it really does show how they demonize life Mm. in like of I'm gonna say the hood, but I feel like I have no. Yeah, right no, you to can't say that. that. You can't say that. <laughs> no, I can't. That's like I a can't. step. That's like one level above the word you could have used for it, which you could really couldn't say. Yeah, it's it's, it's just, it's it's just it shows how the Bronx were and how yeah. it was demonized, even though it wasn't that mm. bad. Like, okay, probably had a massive drug problem. Yeah, and that's and, and in a sense, drugs. Ain't that bad. Like there are worse things to get go to jail for than drugs. Mm. Like a lot of worse things, but it's it. But I get what you mean. Like so white like, people moan about their lives, but then um the Bronx existed. Mate. Yeah, the Hell's Kitchen, that kind of places. Yeah. Like so, like there was actual <laughs> hatred and evil in the world, and white people were moaning that they weren't allowed to have their hair long. Mm. Like you know get some perspective exactly and that's why i love license to ill because it's a piss take of all that stuff and like in that sense rap music is the only way to do that yeah i think that would have given them a lot of respect mm. as well the fact that they were taking the piss out of in a sense their own people i mm. again i am going to specify that i did put air quotes i need to remember that there is no video to this yes you do <laughs> but it's because we're always meant to see as we team up together. And it's like, no, no, we moan about some stupid stuff. Like, really? We should shut up a lot. Yeah. And on that note, thanks for listening. We'll end the episode here. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, this just... I find so much to love about this album. Like, Yeah. It, again, it's fun to listen to. It's really really enjoyable but like again i can i can see where if it if you find it really harsh to listen to if you hadn't heard it before yeah. or had an ease into it because like basically when it comes to like actual rap music this is probably your first proper exposure i'd say mm. which in a way is good because like this was the first proper exposure most white people would have had yeah. to rap music other than you know hearsay and rumors yeah i guess but 
No, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's one of those albums that you sit and listen to. But for me, anyway, you sit and listen to it, but it just it just goes in and out. Like you don't pay much attention to it, so it's great background noise in a sense. If you can't stand yeah. silence and you need something in the background, I'd say this is like a really good album to listen to, and maybe you should look up the lyrics at one point if you yeah. want to really get deep into it. So there are there are always this... uses for every bit of music. Yeah, in my mind, it's very difficult to because like. I enjoy this album, but like this album's power comes from the time it came out. Like, yeah. I mean, I obviously I wasn't alive, but I can like you listen to it, you can kind of hear where a lot of the stuff came from. Yeah, like you, can... you really can. I love it for that. I love it for for its sound, for its enjoyable sound, because like it makes great use of sampling. I mean, we mentioned uh, Paul's Boutique, which does sampling to the nth degree and would not be able yeah. to exist today. But, like, this really still rides really well with it. I'm not sure what else I can say. Rap music in general, I think, benefits from multiple listens, from repeat listens over a long period yeah. of time. I mean, that's one of the I th- that's one of the reasons they stuck with the very sort of heavy sort of almost rock sound with it still. Because it yeah. opens and starts with that thumping drum beat from Led Zeppelin's When the Levee Breaks. Yeah, it's, it's such a good drum beat to start mm. with. Like, it just it's, it's, cuts straight in. Yeah. You've got to love... I do love a good bit of drums. And it just... Like, I feel like if an album starts with the drums and bass, it's... Oh. Mm. And, like... It's such a... And then it sort of goes into the new style where it kind of, like, finds its feet properly. Yeah. And... It's like, it's a slow transition. It, like, eases well, you into it. Well, not slow, but... Yeah, it... Yeah. I think that's all we have to say about this yeah, album. Yeah, it's difficult to it's difficult to talk about it because like I really enjoy it, but it's yeah. hard to pinpoint where. I mean, I love it for its rawness, for its realness, and for its you know yeah. how genuine it sounds. It's like incredible how a white. I mean, I don't want to say how astounding it is, but like it's, it is really incredible that even that early, <laughs> relatively speaking, in rap music, a white group managed to find credence. And get themselves onto Def Jam. Yeah, that is a big thing to happen back in the time when it was just filled with black people. It's probably still a big thing now, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, for it to be the first rap album that went yeah. number one in America, that's 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 gonna that happens because they were white. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, we mentioned it that. Was. Like, it is. That's why, because like people see, like if a white person in the eighties saw a black person rapping, they'd say, "No, I don't have any interest." Yeah, they, hear, they hear a white, think of a white person rapping. They go, "Okay, I'll see what this is about because I think this is more accessible for me." And they're kind yeah. of right, but it's kind of upsetting that they're right. Yeah, so in a you way. get like when you think of rappers, you do name a lot of black rappers, but at the same time, you've never really listened to them. And I thought of recently, like ten seconds after I said I could only think of Eminem, I thought of Professor Green. Oh, I love which... Professor Green and uh, yeah. Plan, Plan B as well. Actually, it's really good. Oh yeah, Plan B. That's, you that's, see, we're naming... can, that's kind of a nod to the fact that, I mean, race is still an issue in this country in our in the UK, obviously. But oh god, compared yeah, I mean, to America, <clears throat> Brexit. Yeah, but compared to America, it's not as much a hot topic. Like no, race is an issue, but race yeah. as a whole is more of an issue rather than black versus white people. Yeah. 
in America, that's where most of the stuff happens. But at the same time, you've got yeah. problems with obvious with the Latino and Hispanic people. Yeah. Obviously. With us, it's just apparently the Poles that we hate yeah. so much. We hate Polish. Like, more Middle East. Not well, Middle yeah. East than we have. We have there's a problem with racism against Middle Eastern people in this country, but also, I meant to say Eastern European. Yeah. Like for some reason we've got that, we've... but like that that stems in no small part from the Cold War, where that whole area was the Eastern Bloc. That was the whole area yeah. was under the control of the Soviet Union. So there was kind of, sort of, almost a little bit of a reason to distrust them, but at the same time, that's not an excuse. No, it's never an excuse to hate someone because no. of a country's past. It's like. Hating Germany yeah. for the horribleness of Hitler. Yeah. It's like, but at the same time, like you've got to be able to learn from that. Like, there's the I say old saying, but it's relatively recent. Uh, Germany bans the Nazi swastika from being flown anywhere in the country, whereas mm. the whereas the Confederate flag can be happily easily flown in America. And there's a reason for yeah. that. Germany is ashamed of their history. Is ashamed. And America is America's not. Exactly. It's... Like, that's where the problem lies with America's race history, I think. America isn't ashamed of its history of slaves. No, it's like, proud. Especially in the South. Yeah. Because it all gets tied in with this idea that the Civil War wasn't fought for slavery. When, when you read the declarations of war made by the South, the Southern States... They it all is. mention slavery. They all say, we want the right to own slaves. It's there. Because that's what their economy relied on. Yeah. Without... Yeah, but again, they got given, what, a certain amount of money for each slave that they lost, whereas the slaves got feckle. Yeah. It doesn't help that Lincoln got shot, because Lincoln had no intention of freeing the slave owners whatsoever. And mm. uh, Andrew Johnson, I think his name was? It was jo It was Johnson. But it wasn't Lyndon B. Johnson. It was. I think you know. it was Andrew. I think there was a president. There was Andrew. an Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Coming from the two British people, maybe rolling off. Isn't a great idea. I studied civil rights in America at school. You did. Yeah. I got stuck. It was cowboys. GCSE. I got no, stuck. No, no, it was a. The... It was A level. I do apologize. Oh right. No. Understandable then. I didn't do it. A level. Uh, yeah, Andrew Johnson. And basically, Andrew Johnson was the vice president. Lincoln got assassinated. He became president. Andrew Johnson freed the slave owners to go back to the uh, plantations. And mm. when that happened, at the time, the freed slaves were working the plantation as if it was just a farm. So they were getting money. They were trading crops and whatnot. They were getting money. Mm. And they were actually, you know, earning. They were actually working and they were being respected, more or less, roughly speaking. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of outliers and that kind of thing. But, like, they were starting to ingratiate themselves into the culture as a workforce rather than as just... Slaves. Exactly, as a paid workforce, as as a uh, workforce that was remunerated for their work. Hmm. And Andrew, jo Andrew Johnson freed the slave owners. They went back and took over their land again. And they said to the slaves, yeah. okay, you can have this bit of land... But you've got to sell the sell the stuff you get to me. This yeah. is where it all went to shit. Because because they were basically paid as if they were slaves again. Well, they were paid lit. They were paid. They weren't paid a lot. They had to buy all their tools from the either from the former slave owners or from the former slave owners' friends, and they weren't. Mm. And a lot of them weren't paid with actual U.S. dollars. 
they were paid basically with monopoly money that they could only spend at certain places. Yeah. And the former slave owners, the landowners, got a backhand. So they were basically slaves by any other name. Yeah. And it's horrible. That's what happened. Because And then America started to not become ashamed of what happened. No. There are still well, people... There are still a lot of people in the southern states of America who said, who still say to this day that the South should have won the Civil War. Because Yeesh. America has it in them. These people have it in their minds that the Civil War was fought for states' rights. And it wasn't. No, it was because, for the right to own slaves. Yes, yeah, Lincoln had no problem. Agenda. Lincoln had no problem with the states doing as they so pleased, but he had a problem with them owning slaves. Yeah, like everybody should. Exactly. I mean... Anyway, that's your history lesson for today. <laughs> Thanks. That's nice to know. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, out of ten, what would you give License to Ill? I, I'm gonna say around a four. Really? Yeah. Like. I guess I could listen to it. It's maybe four and a half, say, because right. I could listen to it, but at the same time, I won't be listening to it. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I mean, I will agree that occasionally I do find that the sound stays exactly the same throughout the entire album. Yeah, I do no, find it very variation. hard to realise when it changed. I was yeah, like, I, I, was I, like, I quite like really that. long. Oh, it's been three already. <laughs> I quite like that, but at the same time, I could yeah. see why that would get boring after a while. So yeah, no, I'll, I, I make sense. And speaking of uh, albums with variation, <laughs> shall you tell the uh, ladies and gentlemen what album you made me listen to this week? I made him listen to Vessel by Twenty One Pilots, which is shockingly one of my favourite albums by them. It's an mm. album that I listen to probably a bit too much, but I love it so Ooh. much. So there's interest like. I remember, like, I went onto the um, page for it to, like, listen to it, and I saw the mm-hmm. artwork, and I remember thinking, I've seen that artwork before. And then I remembered I was... A lot of people were writing about this, saying this is an evolution of their sound. This is... Because mm. like, I hadn't really listened to 21 Pilots at all, and, like, so I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what their sound really was. Mm. So I... Kind of, because so I was thinking, okay, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, this might sound a bit different. And then I started listening to it. And then my immediate thought was, I really quite like this. <laughs> yes! Because it's like, <laughs> I mean, like, I want to use the phrase, it's, phrase, it's a sound of their own. But yeah. that's not really fair. I think a more accurate description is, it's the sound, it's somebody else's sound, but it's a sound that belongs to m- thousands of other musicians. Because yeah, there is it's... so many genres in this. There is yeah, that's what I meant. That's why of, it's hard for me to pin it down. There's that's elements, why I go... there's elements of just straight rock. There's elements of punk. There's elements of rap. There's a lot of elements of rap in this. There's there's EDM. There's electronic. There's dubstep in this. Mm-hmm. It's so varied and so mixed. And like this is the thing. I want to clarify this because I remember listening, thinking, "Oh, are people gonna think something that I said a while ago was a bit dumb?" Because like when I say an album is inconsistent. I don't mean that it sounds too varied. I mean that they it make doesn't it work. I I mean that it doesn't feel like it came from the same single body of work. This mm. this sounds like it came from a single body of work, even though it sounds so different from song to song. Yeah, and I love that. Like I genuinely, genuinely, really like it. 
I'm so surprised yeah. and happy that you like it. Because, yeah. like, I got, like, three notes here. Because, like, I was actually just really enjoying listening to it, so I didn't want to make notes. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, it's... what I will say about the whole variation of it and whatnot, I felt like mm. it kind of, that kind of faded off to the second half of the album, so it kind of felt a bit more general and the same. Mm. But it's still good overall. Yeah. It's still really good overall. I've got, like, the three actual notes here. Like, uh, the song Migrant. Migraine. My- I've got it as Migrant. It's Migraine! The whole th- the whole song is I've got it a might- Migraine. That might be uh, autocorrect. Yes, it is autocorrect, mate, because it's Migraine. Right, okay. F- migraine. The first, the first line of the song is I've got a Migraine. No, first ver- line of the first verse, I should say. Right. That's my favourite song. Yeah. It's got the actual... To my head, to my mind, it's got a... The, like, actual, like, rapping in it. Because it is rap. Like, there is a lot of rap and hip-hop elements. Like, the rapping in it has a... The the flow of it, the rhythm of it, has a very strong Childish Gambino vibe. Mm. Have you heard of Childish Gambino? Nope. Um, Does the name Donald Glover mean anything to you? Nope. Uh, have, you heard, Wait. have you heard of the TV show Community? It's another nope. Sorry. Uh, you, Thirty Rock. Um, kind he was of a, recognize he it. He was a writer on Thirty Rock. Right. He's a damn good comedic writer and comedic actor. But in his spare time, he did rapping. He rapped a lot. Like he had an album. He had an album come out called uh, "Because of the Internet," and it got really popular. It is really because it's a really good album. But like mm. his the flow of migraine. Sounds a lot like his flow, and I really enjoy that. Yeah. Like I really, really enjoy that because it's just the that... similar thing. Similar thing on a kitchen sink, like the rhythm, the flow, the pacing, the cadence of it yeah. all. It sounds like him. It sounds like Childish Gambino, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Migraine and Kitchen Sink are mm. my favorite songs on that album. I just, I just love. I just really love Migraine with the words behind it, especially the line, sometimes to stay alive you've got to kill your mind. I think it goes like that. I just, I love that because it's so true Mm. and it's great. And it's sad to say that I I know all the lyrics. If you give me the first word of the song or give me the beat that I could probably go Mm. through all of Migraine without making one mistake Mm -hmm. because I've listened to it so many times. Again, like, um, because, uh, Ode to Sleep, like, I was listening to that, like, the first song on the album, I clicked it on, I was like, this sounds really different, and, like, mm-hmm. it's got, like, so many different musical elements in it. Yeah. Like, all tightly in, like, five minutes, space of five minutes, and it's just so really enjoyable to listen to it, because they have cohesion, they work together, they're not fighting against each other. Yeah, it it's just the flow of... The two people who basically you've got a drummer and a pianist. That's all you've got, and I just love how it works so well mm. together, considering they're two completely different instruments. Like you wouldn't expect them to work as well together as they do. There's one thing I had to confess. Uh, I had heard House of Gold before. Really? But I hadn't heard Twenty One Pilots sing it. Who did you hear sing it? I have a odd habit to do whenever I'm really bored. I'll mm. go on a Twitch, and because like Twitch now do uh, music streamers. Oh. 
So like, they'll have people stream music. And like there's somebody on there who's got a, she's got an angelic voice. It's fantastic. Mm. And like it's amazing. She's bloody spectacular. And they Do she's, you know her name? Uh, I know her username on Twitch is Dresdy. That doesn't ring a bell to me. No. She's relatively small. Like you just go on a like what I do is I go on Twitch and I go on the I just filter by um it's supposed to be filtered by game but it's just music. So yeah. it's just people streaming streaming themselves uh singing and playing instruments and it's really enjoyable because there's so much goddamn talent out there. Yeah. Like, you just flick through from like one to the other just being like these are really talented people. They're so yeah. good. And like and anyway she uh sang House of Gold. Did a fantastic job of it as well. I think she does. Yeah. And like, that's where I heard that. So I like listened to that, and I was like, "Oh right, uh, is this a cover?" Because <laughs> I've heard it somewhere before, and I got to it, got like part way through. It was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> no, because like, I love House of Gold. It is really good. I think the first time I actually heard House of Gold before I'd listened to this album was by Carrie Hope Fletcher on YouTube. Mm. I think. I heard her cover it was like, mm. maybe I should listen to Vessel now. Mm. And I got into it and I'm so happy. Mm. Because, oh, you've got to love... I really do like mm. House of Gold. It kind of sums up every... Kind of... It sums up a lot of relationship between a son and their mum. It's like you want to give her the world, but at mm. the same time you probably can't afford it. Yeah. And it's great. I just love it. I just love this album. It's just... It's... I love the lyrics, because every song has a deep meaning to it. And it's great, because it does it so well. And the I just the instrumental bit, the instruments, is just heaven. It's just so easy to listen to. But no. no it's... I genuinely enjoyed the entire album, pretty much. Yeah, like, I will I say, like you, you made me listen to the uh, bonus tracks version. Yeah. And... I will say that was probably a bit of a detriment. Really? Because what's the last album on the normal one? Is it Truce? Yeah, Truce. Yeah. That's such a great, perfect closing out, closing song. Yeah. It just winds you down and just lets you off, lets you off the ride. Yeah. And I then just, I think I really I'm want... really relaxed and chilled out now. And then there's four other songs to go, and I'm kind of thinking, ah, these are good songs, but like, it's yeah. rounded off so perfectly, it feels unnecessary. Yeah, that that's the only thing. But I just I really wanted you to listen to Kitchen Sink because mm. and um, lovely that when I first read it today, apparently I saw lonely and was like, wait, what? No, I just I, I just like... glanced at the track list now. I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I feel like if you're gonna do if when you listen to the whole thing, you want to put it in a playlist and have truce at the end. Mm. Like just move it down to the end to have it done because Truce is a great song just to end an album mm. it just relaxes you out and it's great oh yeah so yeah I, I can see what you mean by all of a sudden there's just this really heavy beat again it's like yeah. what, what yeah it just feels <laughs> I don't know if uncomfortable is the right word but that's the word I'm going to go with a bit yeah I can see that I feel I like we really should can. I feel like we should make a rule that we have to listen to the standard version yeah, like, standard version. That's, yeah. I mean, that's going to annoy us a bit occasionally. It will annoy me a lot. <laughs> with yeah, someone. They always put your favourite. They always put oh, the really yeah. great songs on the Deluxe album, and you're like, yeah. oh, great. Yeah. 
I can't think, really think of anything else to say about this album. But no, I, it's just... I really enjoyed it. Like, genuinely so surprised. So what would you give it out of 10? Probably a solid 7.5. A solid decimal place. Yeah, no. No, I, I, I don't want to give it an 8. Yeah. But I don't no, it's wanna... yeah, I can I can agree with the seven point five. But I'm surprised you. Yeah. I was actually shocked because because it's like a it... blend of so many different genres in one. It's like it is its own thing, and it's done so yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Like, that kind of thing it... is the, is something so easy to get wrong. It's so yeah. easy to do that and get it really really wrong. But they just do it with ease by the sounds of it. It's just great. They just get into it really well. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. nervous for this week's. This is the album you're going to give me this week. I am. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, before we go, Rebecca, your album for this week. Yeah, I wish I had a pen by me. There it is. Because I always write them down because I know I'll forget. Your album this week is A, another rap album, B, a more recent one, right. and C, no word of a lie, quite possibly my favourite album of all time. Oh. Yeah. So, no pressure. <laughs> right? Your album this week is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Oh, no! You say that because I will I... give you this one primer. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is Kanye West basically deriding and depreciating himself. Because I can't talk too much about it, but I will say that's what it is. It's a, discu- it's a discussion and a uh, delve into his ego and what makes him him. And it works really well. I really enjoy it. I hope you will as well. What's your album for me? Oh, you see, you've given me one of your... F- your fa- What you think your favourite album is. <sighs> and I'm giving you the album that got me loving music as I do now. Yeah. Which is obviously Busted's self-titled album. Oh, I thought we were going to discuss this at one point. Yeah, you've got to get... I've got to get Busted in there. It's my... F- I... Busted... It's Busted. It's... Just great, but at the same yeah. time, I can't get wait to get into the lyrics. This is possibly one of the first albums I can go into, knowing I will have heard at least one of the songs. Yeah, because if you haven't heard Year Three Thousand, I will punch you. Of course, I'll have but heard also, Year Three Thousand. But also, you will probably heard loads of these because you will just hear me all of a sudden yeah. start singing them out of the blue. Yeah. I apologise for that. Yeah. But Year Three Thousand is just a song that I know off by heart without worrying. But you also, we also get to delve into the wonderful, wonderful song that is What I Go To School yeah. For. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Mm. <laughs> and if you want to hear some of that fun, be sure to uh, grab the next episode next week when it comes out. And thanks again for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.